everyone. Oh, it's so good to see you again. I'm excited about having you as a part of our worship on this day and any day that you want to view. Let us begin this day with our scripture. Let us go now to the letter of Paul to the Romans, to Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 39. Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 39. And listen now for the word of the Lord. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. But that very spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the spirit, because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn within a large family. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Jesus Christ who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? 
with hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword, as it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And now won't you pray with Almighty God, as I come before your people today, I ask over and over again, would you please allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray it and let everybody say amen. Amen. Behind every problem is a promise. That's the title of our sermon today. Behind every problem, there is a promise from God. Every day and in every way, we hear about someone or even ourselves who are victims of trouble or problems or catastrophe. Some crime has been committed, some warning has been given, and some sick, deranged human being has done a horrible thing to an innocent child. Problems and struggles and confusion and greed and disappointment and discouragement, failure, overwhelming odds are running rampant today. COVID-19. Today we are aware that problems exist. Oh, yes, and that trouble is everywhere. Oh, yeah, we all know that. And this is what we must remember, though. Trouble and pain, they don't discriminate. Trouble doesn't care if you have a light-skinned or dark skin, if you're fat or skinny, short or tall, educated or uneducated, from the city or the country, have money in the bank or broke, speak perfect English or slang, from Beverly Hills or Skid Row, wearing St. John knit or swap. Meet knit trouble does not discriminate. It's something we all have in common. The Bible says, in this world, oh, you will have trials and tribulations. So listen, listen, in times like these, you and I need some hope, hope, hope. Hope is getting excited about what's going to happen because you know something good is coming. And it is only in the word of God that you and I can find what we really need. It's only when you open your Bible that you can look at the world, your neighborhood, or your situation and say, however, even though, but wait a minute, wait a minute, because God has a word of hope and delight for those who are his children. You ought to be a Christian if you're not one. And as Christians, we need to be reminded this day that 
behind every problem, there is a promise from God. B-E-P-T-P. Beloved, if we are real Christians, then we ought to know something that other people don't know, right? In the spiritual realm, we ought to know. Because we know the promises of God found in the word of God. We are taught some things that other people do not hear. We ought to share it more. As children of God, we are guaranteed some things that other people are just not. We are assured of some truth that other people don't have a clue about. We are the ones who must live our lives standing on the promises of Jesus the Christ, knowing that behind every problem in life, there's a promise from the Lord. And so our lesson this morning is full of some powerful promises for those of us who are Christians living in these troubled times. And the first promise we have been given and we hear is given to the church at Rome and to us today. And it's this. The Bible says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we don't know how to pray as we are. But that very Holy Spirit intercedes with sighs to deep for words. Oh, in other words, beloved, when you and I are caught up in the middle of our mess, when you and I are so confused by the circumstances, when you and I are so tired of struggle, when you've done the best you can, beloved, and you don't know what else to do, when you are on your last leg, I've been there. When you've prayed and cried and cried and prayed, oh my God. Listen, listen. All you must do is just stop, stand, and remember that the Holy Spirit is ready and willing to help us in our weakness. Yes, he is. Know this, beloved. When you can't, the Holy Spirit can. When your friends and family will not, the Holy Spirit will. When you give up and fall down, so weary of it all, the Holy Spirit will pick you up and take you the rest of the way. He's done it for me over and over and over and over. Oh, when you want to stop, the Holy Spirit keeps going on your behalf. When you don't know what to say anymore, the Holy Spirit will intercede. In other words, the Holy Spirit will step in and pray the perfect prayer to God that only he and God can understand. I call it a prayer language. Because many times the mess we find ourselves a part of, there are no words in the English language that will say what needs to be said. And the Holy Spirit, oh yes, he can talk that talk that goes beyond anything you and I can understand. You better believe me today. It's God's language. It's a prayer language. Somebody said, God's language? If you're a Christian, you ought to believe in God's language. Yes. Because there is a God language that surpasses our understanding. That's why I love God. He's not like me or you. He's greater. That's why when we can't say it right, it's time to call upon the mighty power of the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, pray for me. 
Holy Spirit, go before the Father for me. Holy Spirit, I don't know what to say in this situation. Would you please pray to God for me? I don't know how to pray as I don't want to. Beloved, you want to pray from your flesh sometime. Me too. We want to pray from our intelligence or our knowledge or our religious upbringing or our class. <laughs> but when the Holy Spirit steps in and steps in front of God and intercedes with sighs too deep for words. Then God, then God, who searches the heart, knows what the mind of the Spirit is because the Word says the Spirit intercedes, which means acts as a mediator for the saints according to the will of God. You see, beloved, tell the truth. Many times in our hurt and our anger and our disappointment, we are not praying the will of God. You know, we're not. We're not. It's not uncommon for us now to want God to fix somebody or even ask him or to take revenge on somebody. It's not uncommon for us to ask God to do something that's not in God's will for our life or the life of our children. You know what? You know what? We too often want our flesh to be gratified. We want our will to be done. Oh, but when we ask the Holy Spirit to pray to the Father for us, Oh, then we can be assured that our prayer will be in line with God's will for the situation. And you know, God's will is always the best, even when we don't understand it. We're not supposed to understand it. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. Thank you, Jesus. So first remember that we need to stop praying for ourselves all the time. And many times ask the Holy Spirit to pray for us. Can I hear an amen? Amen. I hear you. Secondly, the word promises us today that we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. Now, sweetie, we need to first realize that the promises of God are not given to anybody and everybody. Th this promise comes with some stipulations. He's an if-then God. Yes, he is. It it's not a promise that all things work together for good and that's that. No, no, no. It's a promise to those who love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength and who are called according to his purpose. What's your purpose? In other words, if we love God, then God will see to it that all the things we go through will eventually work together. It's working together for good because God is protecting his promise. And if he promised it to us and we're doing what he says, it will come forth. You see, when we are in love with God, so in love with God, and have answered his call to live a Christian life, it's then that God will turn what the enemy meant for evil into good. It's then that God will work things out in our life to our good in the long run, whatever it is. All things, little things, big things, strange things, all things will, if the promise 
will be turned into good. It's working, it's working if you love God and are being obedient to his will. That's when things will work out. And then we need to be able to testify and just say it. Just say it. I don't understand why. I don't know why what's happening is happening. But I do know that God is working it out for the good. I, I don't see how it's possible to do anything with this horrible mess. But I do know that God is working it out for good. I don't know how, when, or who. But I do know that God is working it out for good. Oh, my God. Doing our mess. We need to just stand back and stand and let God work it out. Oh, in the midst of our pain, sometimes we just need to stop complaining. Let God work it out. Amid our sorrow, we need to stop crying all the time. Oh, Lord, I just cry so much. I don't cry as much as I used to, but I used to cry all the time. And we just need to let God work it. In the midst of our uncertainty, just stop trying to control it and give it to God and let him work it out. Trust him. Oh, because, my beloved, when it is in God's hands, we should have the assurance that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Now, tell yourself, self, that's me. Then, child of God, thirdly, listen to this. As we stand and look at the world situation, and then we look at our country's situation, and then we look at our neighbor's situation, and then look at our own situation, the Bible asks us this question today. What then are we to say about all these things going on today? People say, what do you do at a time like this? In other words, what are the children of God to say during the coronavirus? Well, I'm not going to tell you what to say. If God is for us, that's what you say. I'm telling you. I said I wasn't going to tell you, but I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This is what we say. If God is for us, who can be against us? You see, beloved, when we are saved, that means when we have Jesus in our heart, then nothing and nobody can destroy us. We don't die. We live for eternity. When the devil condemns us, Jesus said, hey, sorry, devil, that one saved. Hey, 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 that one saved. Therefore, they not guilty because we've been justified, made just right by faith in Christ Jesus. When people talk about us, it's okay because they can't separate us from the love of Christ Jesus. Just believe the word, child of God. Know the word. It asks, who will separate us from the love of Christ? Talking to Christians. Listen, talk all you want. God loves me. Will hardship or distress, persecution or famine or nakedness or peril of swords separate us from the love of Christ Jesus? The word of God tells us today, no, nothing, nothing will separate us from the love of Christ Jesus. Nothing, no mess, no stress, no blame, no game, no lie, no circumstance, no worry, no loss, no problem, no child, no friend, no person, no boss, no enemy. Nothing will ever, ever separate us 
That's why we Christians. From the love of Christ Jesus. Oh, some of us may turn our back on God. But God will never turn his back on us. Because he died for us already. Now that's love. So we need to tell the devil. God loves me. And there is nothing you can do about it. You know what? I can remember when someone said to me, I don't like you anyway. You too fat. And I replied, that's all right if you don't love me or like me. God loves me. God loves me. That ought to be enough for all of us. Now, beloved, to top this lesson off, to have us on the mountaintop, to settle any fears or anxiety in our minds, Pastor Paul tells the church this. Oh, this is tough. In all things, we who are Christians are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Oh, now that's deep. That's rich. Now that's the bomb. We are more than conquerors because Jesus lives in our spirit. We are more than a conqueror because there is nothing too hard for our God. We are more than a conqueror because with God, all things are possible. We are more than a conqueror because there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Pastor Paul says, for I am convinced let me tell you something, child of God. You got to be convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen to that. Say, I receive that in Jesus' name. Say, pray for me, Holy Spirit. Say, work things out for me, Jesus. Perfect that which concerns me. Say, say, I'm more than a conqueror. For I am convinced that nothing can separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh, that ought to be enough. That ought to be enough. Remember, beloved, that behind every problem in life, there is a promise from the Lord that will give us peace and that will give us joy and that will give us strength and that will give us determination that will make us press on anyhow and guarantee us the victory. The songwriter says it like this. You just stay and there's nothing else to do, Christian. You just stand and let the Lord see you through. But after you've done all that you can, beloved, you, you just stand on the promises of God. Amen. And amen. And then now to all of you who have been with this worship, oh, I pray that this word from the Lord has blessed you. And so I open the doors of God's church and I invite you to receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. Because there's nothing 
like being an official Christian. And if you'd like to join us here at Pacoma First UMC, please call the church. And you know what? I'll turn your call. Also, I do hope that you would just hit the thumbs up button if you enjoyed this service and subscribe to our channel so that the devil can know that God is on the throne and his word cannot be stopped. And I also offer you an opportunity to give to this ministry. Just go to our website and give with a cheerful heart. And remember, spread the word, spread the word of God by sharing this video. Oh, child of God, child of God, I send you love and blessings in the precious and holy name of Jesus. And I'll see you and everybody else that you know next time. And you, you celebrate the fact that for every there is a promise. And you stand in Jesus' name. Amen. What do you do when you've done all you can? And it seems like it's never enough. And what do when your friends turn away, you're all alone, all alone. Tell me what do you give when you've given your own, and it seems like you can't make it through. Well, you just stand. When there's nothing left to do, you just stand. Watch the Lord see you through after you've done all you can. Child of God, stay.